Oh man, that's quality content right there. Fuck, fuck, shit, shit, shit. See? Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's appropriate, suitable, fitting, apt. <laughs> I'm Amy Schneider. I'm Kelly Anakin. And uh, yeah, we're here for Mystery Man. Episode 10 of The Crown Season 2. That's right. We did it! We made it! We made it! Yes. <laughs> I just am envisioning like a pterodactyl sweeping in and like <laughs> grabbing one of us like, ah! <laughs> We were almost there! Yeah, but that would be great content. You son of a well, only if we had video. Well, I mean, I think even audio of a pterodactyl attack. But how would you prove it? Well, yeah, that's true. Pterodactyls are extinct, Amy. <laughs> I know. I don't mean to alarm you. So there would be some skepticism. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive in, shall we? Oh, let's do it, yes. To an episode that is significantly less horrifying than the previous one well that's true yes yes it's i mean it's there's far less sighing and whimpering (laughs) yes horrifying in its own way yes far more (laughs) because uh spoiler alert peter morgan not answering our questions here no much like in that season of kendra on top yes when big (laughs) hank cheated on kendra right or did he? Was it but with he a definitely, trans woman? Yes, it was yeah. with a trans woman. So he, like, yeah. And he just, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it it's was just, like, like, he just wouldn't say anything. He'd, like, been lobotomized yeah. specifically to shut down when this topic <laughs> came up. Yeah, and he would, like, hide in, like, his bathroom. And it was, like, yeah. weird. It honestly made me stop. I would have kept watching that show. Yeah. It was just so, like. Well, and just Kendra kept, man, she was a real trooper. Yeah. She just yeah. kept, like trying to make it interesting the fact yeah. that he wouldn't tell her. <laughs> yeah at any rate didn't she flush her rings down the toilet yes i believe wow, she did they must yeah. be so rich <laughs> I, they seem to do all right yeah yeah, yeah. okay anyway <laughs> yeah april 1962 yes a man wakes phil outside he steps outside he sets his stopwatch and exercises to some mid-tempo boogie rock that was my estimate and this person is i think it's his replacement mike oh okay and can't crack his like phil's been trying to like crack this crick in his neck yeah. and he's like oh just do it man and i'm like no! <laughs> i've been doing chiropractic for many years don't let a non-chiropractic near your neck <laughs> Right, which is why we cut to Phil in a neck brace. <laughs> These are the jokes, people. Yeah, so the... Oh, that's not true. There's much more jokes later. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Yeah. I forgot about that thread. <laughs> <laughs> so this is some doctor that has treated a bunch of famous people like Churchill and so forth. Which makes me wonder, <laughs> did Churchill get invited to all your crazy-ass parties? It makes me wonder the same. <laughs> okay, great. Yes. As long as we're all wondering the same shit. I just think he would just be such a boner killer for everybody at the party. Ew. <laughs> I'm Winston Churchill. Oh, I'm afraid I never have sex again. <laughs> Do you know any prominent Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone becomes Anglican nuns, even the men. <laughs> but especially the men. Like Hugh Grant and Paddington, too. Exactly like Hugh Grant and Paddington, too. Which, incidentally, if you have not subscribed to us on Patreon, yes. I think you have to be a $5 subscriber to get the Paddington okay. recap. All right. So just FYI, people. Oh, man. That's quality content right there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Phil claims to this doctor that he woke up this way. I feel like this is a half truth. Yeah. Like he woke, He did wake up with a funny in his neck. <laughs> However, yeah. he exacerbated the funny when he should have just called this guy in the first place. Yes. this The first of many half truths that Which they call, will tell. Yeah. They call a chiropractor an osteopath. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a British thing or a 60s thing. Well, like the, you know, the title in, in America is DO, which is Doctor of Osteopathy. Boo. <laughs> Mine is called Dr. Rob. <laughs> Just saying. He's a doctor of robothopy. <laughs> Mine is named Slick Pete. He says he lost his diploma. <laughs> He's an osteopath assistant. <laughs> I wonder about that. My OB Jin is a physician's assistant. Hmm. And I'm like, what are we paying these other people for then? <laughs> yeah. 
You're well, just you're fine. You went to school for like two years or whatever. That's actually a really good question. That it's because doctors won't let people. You know, they like having money. So like dentists, like their assistants can do everything you come in there for every month. You know, mm-hmm. every year. But they just they have to work with a dentist because the dentist lobbied. You know, Congress or whatever. Did you know that dentists have a really high suicide rate? I did not know that because they have to go to school. You know, for the same amount of time, basically, as a medical doctor. And then you basically have to own your own practice. Mm. And, you know, you've racked up all this debt. You have to go into further debt to, like, open your practice. Yeah. And then if you find out you don't actually like dentistry that much, uh, not much to live for. Yeah. I can see that. I've actually I read a whole cracked article about how being a veterinarian is awful, and it was that was among the reasons it's it's pretty similar for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I'm not sure how we got here. Okay, osteopathy. <laughs> right. This doctor says that the real cause of this sort of thing is often tension and unresolved conflict. So I briefly was hopeful. Right. I thought, oh, he's going to take him to some sort of, you know, wavy, gravy, hippy-dippy ashram. Yeah. And Phil's going to stop being a prat. Right. Or a prick. Yes. Sticking to my resolution. Okay. Of calling people pricks. <laughs> well, right, yeah. Go ahead, you prick. <laughs> prick. <laughs> uh, so Phil asked- In front of Harry Nodder. <laughs> Wait, he started this. (laughs) That's right. Because of our bad influence. I think it was his bad influence on us. (laughs) Well, yeah. So Phil asks how to treat these unresolved conflicts, and the doctor says the treatment is to recognize them and address it. And here's where things go south. (gasps) Phil says that he used to have Mike to help him (laughs) relieve his tension. And the doctor's like, ah, yeah, I can also do that sort of thing. I'm also a pimp, apparently. Yeah. And also, I would like to draw your portrait, because that's uh, also a thing I do. I hate this guy now. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, wow. Because it's like, you know what? You could be two of the things. <laughs> that you could be a pimp, an osteopath. You could be an osteopath and a portraitist. Right. You can be a portraitist and a pimp. <laughs> but I don't want all three of those. Yeah. Because no, you're... you're not good at one of them. <laughs> and I bet it's the portraiture. <laughs> He basically says that he throws parties where you get to meet people and there's some pictures of some attractive women that he will provide. Phil says his neck is feeling better already. Boo. Boo. Credits. <laughs> this be your brief reminder that human relationships are terrible. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> One year later. That was surprising to me. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, a year later, yeah. there's hunting on the moors. Also, there's a woman in a police station. She is named Christine Keeler, yes. and the doctor had a picture of her. Right. And she's asked if she knows the Soviet naval attache. She says, no comment. And she denies that she had an affair with Profumo, who has a first name, right? Yes. What is it? I don't know. All right. Professor Profumo. I think it's John, but I'm not sure. And then they ask if she knows who this mystery man at a party was. And you just only see the back of his head. Right. It looks a lot like Matt Smith's head. (laughs) Yes, it does. So... It certainly does. That's probably never going to come up again. (laughs) Right. This was probably just, you know what, they meant to edit this out, but they left it in. (laughs) Yeah, the mystery man actually refers to a B-movie that Liz watches later in the episode. I thought you were serious for a minute, <laughs> and I had a mouthful of tea, which I nearly spat on you. Yeah. yeah. Also, man, I'll tell you what. If you ever find police asking you if you know the Soviet naval attache, you have gone wrong somewhere. You really have. That is a bad situation. Like, especially today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, wait a minute. I thought they were... <laughs> That's what we wanted you to think. <laughs> so, just the musical will be ours. <laughs> It's actually a Simpsons joke. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I like I, in reference to Chess the Musical is welcome as far as I'm concerned. Man, I'll just sing the whole thing and we can skip this recap. <laughs> I said reference. Each game of chess means there's one less recap of this Netflix show. <laughs> no, we have to do the recap, Kelly. <laughs> You always make me recap and not do Test the Musical. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's been the secret to our success. It's just because you've never listened to Chess the Musical all the way through. <laughs> or maybe you did. 
did I drunkenly make you watch it one time? Uh, I don't know. I feel like you put it on in the car sometime or something like I that. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Yes. No one needs to know this. <laughs> Future Kelly, use your best judgment. <laughs> so a uh, Harry Mac arrives after being out hunting and Profumu is there to see him. And so that night, Mrs. Mac asks Harry why he invited Profumu there. And Harry says that he wanted a frank chat with him to clear the air. And, you know, at that chat, we see Harry Mack saying that he's concerned that the good work they're doing is being overshadowed by scandal. And Profumo says that he has nothing to hide. Harry Mack tells him that he can speak in confidence there, and Profumo still denies it. Harry Mack, then back with Mrs. Mack, says that he has long experience and he can recognize a liar. This well, and is- he says there's something about the eyes while he's, like, looking at his own eyes. And yeah. I'm like, listen, dude, I think you need therapy. <laughs> Yeah, because you can't. And asks if he can, and asks if he can distrust those close to him, which is just an interesting question given their relationship. Right. Mrs. Mack asks about the photograph of Profumo at the party, and Harry Mack says that he thinks that there's reasonable doubt that it was actually Profumo, and Mrs. Mack quite rightly calls him a fool. I mean, by the end of this episode, I'm pretty team Mrs. Mack. Yeah. Like. I mean, I wasn't not Team Mrs. Mac before. Yeah, because he does seem like he genuinely sucks as a human being. Yeah, well, and you had to know that he was, you know, must have been a pretty sucky person because of the casting. <laughs> <laughs> we then see Harry Mac, the fool, addressing the press, saying that he believes Profumo deserves support and confidence. And then there's some woman complaining to Liz about the noise coming from Clarence's house, both partying and construction. <laughs> and it's irritated even the Gloucesters. And I'm like, what is this, Richard III? It's Liz's aunt. I believe she's one of the Kents. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. She says that... Liz says that she'll have a word with Margaret, and then Sir John, the royal hoo-ha doctor, <laughs> walks in and says that Liz is expecting... And he, he, like, he just like comes in and he's like, oh, you know, the test results are in. And Liz, Liz looks like yeah. just this wave of excitement washes over Claire Foy, which is very cute to yes, see. Yes, yes. But he says that she's quite anemic and that she's going to have to, you know, be careful. Yes. Liz goes into their bedroom and shouts out that she hopes Phil is sitting down. And he may or may not be, but he is not in the palace. He has gone to a house party for the weekend, even though it is, in fact, Wednesday. Uh, and he did not mention anything about this party to Liz. That's weekend enough for him. <laughs> exactly. It's funny, two episodes, in, or, well, two out of three episodes that there's the same kind well, of no, joke. Well, no, because listen, like, Thursday, okay. Right. I'll give you a Thursday, even if you're taking the Monday as well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's, you know, that's bookending a weekend. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, come on. Yeah, that is as far away as is possible to be from the weekend. I don't think that's, well, I think Tuesday. Well, listen, we don't have time for math. <laughs> a cop car pulls up to Dr. Pimp's house, and the press surround Christine Keeler as Dr. Pimp makes eye contact with her at the police station. So clearly there's something afoot between the two of them. Yeah. So then this, I guess, is a newspaper or something. I wasn't clear about the setting here, but it's some guy saying that Dr. Pimp has admitted everything and that they can expect Profumo to resign. And then Matthew Good is there, and he's asking if he can go to Paris for something. They're like, boy, you've been traveling a lot. And he's like, yeah, because the construction is going on. And also, Margaret is pregnant. And uh, Matthew Good says that uh, they need to focus on, in this difficult time, on what binds them together, which is absence. Well, so uh, you know, it's working for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that marriage sounds like it's going great. Yeah. Liz arrived. As we all expected. Oh, yeah. We knew it was going to work out awesome with that very (laughs) heavy-handed voiceover at the end of the wedding. Liz arrives at Clarence's house, and construction pauses for her. Yes. She finds Margaret consulting with a contractor. And looking fabulous. Oh, she looks great. Yeah. I mean, da-doy. Well, right. Her marriage may be a sham. (laughs) Or a shambles, or both. Yeah. But, boy, she looks great. Mm Mm-hmm. Liz is very startled that their dining table is going to be in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> and Margaret says it's very egalitarian and tells Liz that she's pregnant. Liz congratulates her. And Margaret says that they're due only a couple of weeks apart. So, mm. you know, ew. <laughs> 
Sister, sister. I was going to say, if you may have guessed, I'm not a big fan of anything like pregnancy or breastfeeding related. You're or not. even, uh, you know, sister related. <laughs> right. So... So this is really hitting all your buttons here. Yeah, this here. is really not for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Liz then asks her to consider the neighbors. <laughs> and Margaret says that Aunt Marina should know her place. And Liz <laughs> says it's not just Aunt Marina, it's other people too. And then Margaret says that they're just jealous because she has the biggest apartment. Which, like... <laughs> Probably, yeah, but like not necessarily the cause, right? Like they are jealous, yes, but they're not necessarily just jealous, right? They're also sleep deprived from your partying and construction. Yes. <laughs> so Liz asks how her baby is while Margaret drinks whiskey. <laughs> See, maybe maybe I'd like pregnancy better if you could drink whiskey during it. And Margaret's is fine. Yeah. And Liz says that hers is complicated, and they want her to quote unquote take it easy. And Margaret asks how Phil is, and Liz does not want to answer. And Margaret, tactfully, (laughs) in case you couldn't tell, I was being sarcastic, (laughs) says that she heard a rumor that the mystery man is actually Phil. And if I were Liz, I'd be like, Margaret, from now on, when you hear rumors, please don't share them with me. They only cause me upset. Yeah, I feel like she got in a sweet burn on Margaret about inequality in this. Yes, one. she did. Yeah, I meant to say it, but it wasn't like written down. Right, but like, because right. she was like, "Oh, it's awfully funny that you think egalitarianism is important." <laughs> yeah, you like all this better than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adine tells Liz that Harry Mack is asked to see her. Meanwhile, she's in the car trying to keep it together. After this revelation about Phil, which I, you know, feel like we we kind alleged of- revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you and me both know that it's true. Whatever Does Peter, Peter Mor- Morgan? I don't know. And I'm boo. pursing my lips and shaking my head at you, Peter Morgan. Oof. I hope you're listening and sober. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> if you're one of his sleep-deprived research assistants, please pass this message along. Yeah, and we'd be happy to send you a gift. <laughs> it sounds like your life is hard. <laughs> yeah. At the palace, Harry Mack says that he has been betrayed. And cuckolded. <laughs> Let me uh, say that again. And cuckolded. Uh, I can't do it. Yeah, that's Never a tough mind. one. It's, I don't know why that's not... Cuckolded. Cuckolded? <laughs> Core. <laughs> Liz is like, oh, yes, wasn't there a dentist pimp or something? <laughs> <laughs> Harry clarifies was an osteopath and says that the new... Oh, yes. A dentist pimp. <laughs> I was right all along. They mentioned him earlier, by the way, if you recall. Uh, in one of the earlier episodes, they mention Mike's osteopath friend oh, who throws all the parties. Okay, yeah. And uh, obviously Phil didn't meet him until this point. Right, right. But he has been mentioned. Yeah. I think maybe Eileen brought him up. Come on, Eileen. Remind me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and Profuma was at that Matthew Good party. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. How was that the less scandalous party? <laughs> well, I guess nobody was getting paid to be there. Yeah. That's handy. The Soviet naval attache wasn't there, I think, is the main thing. That you know of. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty tricky character. He was one. undercover. <laughs> I am Princess Margaret. <laughs> Boy. That's a good intelligence asset. Das wird Daniel Liz. <laughs> I don't know why Margaret switched to vodka. <laughs> vodka. <laughs> Someday I will be czar. So Liz is surprised that Harry Mack would resign and says that he must go on. She's had, you know, three prime ministers in not very long or whatever, and she's sick of it. And that the country needs stability, and she does as well. That she'll be taking a leave of absence during her pregnancy, and she needs him to hold the fort. Meanwhile, the Queen Mom will deputize for ceremonial matters. Liz rings the bell for him him to leave and says that it would mean a great deal to her personally if he stays on. Also, um, you don't do anything, Liz. (laughs) This guy should really, like, it doesn't affect him if you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it shouldn't have any impact on him. Yeah, I really feel like this is not part of her constitutional no. role. Like, I mean, I know, like, yes, technically, but yeah. Also, he sucks deeply. <laughs> right, that's the bigger issue. 
at a music hall or something, Mrs. Mack is This is, is watching. beyond the fringe yes. is what this is. Listen, I was thrilled when this happened because <laughs> yeah. that means that on our Fashion Backwards Amy Repeats History episode, I can talk about when jokes in Britain started to be funny. <laughs> Yeah. This was really the first time that it stopped being musical. Uh, yeah. Even yeah. though they're in a musical. Yeah. So later she's telling Harry Mack about all the people they made fun of, including the queen. Yeah. They make a joke about up the Khyber Pass. Yeah. I don't know why that's funny. Uh, that Philip wanted to take her up the Khyber Pass. Anal sex. Okay. That's that's the joke. Is that what people call anal sex in the 60s? No, but I think you got the, like, you know, I felt the reference Where's was clear. Where's the real Khyber Pass? It is... Is it somewhere in the anus of the world? <laughs> it's it's uh, actually, I mean, it's very high up. It's it's in the, like, a, I think it's like on the uh, India-Pakistan border okay, or something like that's that. that's fine. Never mind. Jokes haven't started being funny in Britain yet. <laughs> At any rate, then they went on to Harry Mack and say that he's afraid of the newspapers. Harry Mack is not amused and asks if it was cruel. She says no. (laughs) And I'm like, are you familiar with jokes? (laughs) Cruelty is kind of ground zero. Yeah. Like, listen to this podcast. (laughs) It's a gentle cruelty, but cruel nonetheless. Indeed. He asks if Boothby, who is her side piece, laughed. Because he's like, I assume that's who you went with. And it's like, well, maybe if you didn't suck so hard, she wouldn't need a side piece. (laughs) And she says that he did, as did she. And she says that he should go and see what's happening to his country. And I'm like, listen, I like you, Mrs. Mack. You are talking a lot of sense. You're Mm -hmm. a lover of comedy. (laughs) I think we would have a lot in common. Let's do lunch. (laughs) She's probably dead now. Most likely, yes. (laughs) She died as she lived. Cuckolding Harold McMillan. <laughs> I laughed so hard I farted. <laughs> See, that's comedy, Britain. <laughs> we call it breaking wind <laughs> in a jumper. So in the royal bedroom, Phil is packing. Liz greets him and asks, is like, oh, are you coming with me? And he says, no, he's going to St. Moritz. Liz says, how mysterious. She's going to Balmoral, and she says that they will be in separate countries. How apposite. And he's like, what do you mean apposite? And she says, appropriate, suitable, fitting, apt, which is pretty, like, intense Mm -hmm. for Liz. Yeah, I'm like, did you just look all that up? (laughs) I knew it. I need to use it before the week is out. (laughs) Must confront Phil. (laughs) What does my word of the day calendar say? (laughs) Charty? Charlie, what's my word? <laughs> They're just she's been working through the dictionary this whole time. She's gotten up to AP at this point. <laughs> oh, Liz. I hope you get to inseminate a horse. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes you truly happy. No, that's Your true. Your horrible husband isn't there to ruin it for you. Right? Anyway, Phil asks what Liz is trying to say, and Liz just says, Enjoy the mountains. I really enjoy passive-aggressive Liz, and I wish we got more of passive-aggressive Liz, because A, he definitely deserves Mm -hmm. it, and B, I'm like, you don't need these fuckers. Fuck all these people. You go trim your roses in Balmoral, baby girl. (laughs) Train! (laughs) Liz stares out the window, and we see Harry Max sitting in the audience of Beyond the Fringe, and Dr. Pimp is ushered through a screaming crowd. This episode a is... A lot of... It's Baroque to a degree that I don't <laughs> think that it deserves. Yeah, yeah. But a barrister is talking to Dr. Pimp about his promiscuity, perversion. It's Look, it's called the oldest profession, people. <laughs> yeah. I know we're giving this pimp a hard time. Right. Only because he's exploiting the labor... That's right. ...of the proletariat. <laughs> vagina. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm just saying... Mm-hmm. Uh, People have been paying for sex forever, and they're never going to stop. Yeah. So maybe we as a society could just accept this. Yeah, I would be okay with that. Harry laughs at the play, and there's a headline in the paper that's like, what the hell is going on in this country? (laughs) This, I imagine, probably- People are having sex? It had the same effect- that the Trump shithole <laughs> had on you. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what happened, but I yeah. saw your like Facebook status was like, I didn't think I would ever see the New York Times say shithole. <laughs> I mean, we love swearing. I mean, yes. But there's a time and a place. That's right. This podcast. <laughs> and yeah. below the fold on the New York Times. <laughs> right. Fuck, fuck, shit, shit, shit. See? <laughs> 
there's somebody sketching someone or something. Yeah. And Harry Mack is watching the impression of him and saying, you know, because they're like, oh, you know, Prime Minister, what are you most afraid of? And he says, the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. I think and, he also says events, which is yes. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he seems to take it in stride. Yeah. I'm also, I'm not sure which one of these guys is Dudley Moore, and I'm not sure which of them. The short one. Yeah, it just didn't, didn't look listen, like. I, listen, I at first thought that this was the goons. Right, So it yeah. got me very confused. Yeah, no, I actually did the same thing. I was so, like, yeah. where's Peter? Uh, not Peter Sellers, the other one. Yeah. Is it? No. Yeah, no, Peter Sellers. Yeah, is it? I think so. In the goons? Yes. Spike Jones is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, but okay. But he was also in the goons. Okay. Anyway, look, yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll get to all this. Yes. Finally, all this research I did when I worked at Pandora is coming in useful. Yeah, tune in for our special standalone episode when we know what we're talking about. (laughs) Shh. (laughs) So one of the guys on stage recognizes Harry Mack and goes after him directly. And he has more trouble with that. Harry Mack does, the guy on stage, having a fine time. (laughs) Sure. And he, you know... This is so stupid. Yes, it is. It's so stupid. We yeah. didn't need this. No, we didn't. He imagines being on stage with no pants and his wife and Boothby laughing at him from the crowd. Yeah. And, uh, like, we get it. Yeah. And also, I don't know that the guy should have done this. Yeah. I think that's kind of shitty. I mean, but- it is, but I feel like like they were just like, nobody had ever done this shit before. That's true. And they were, like, intoxicated by power. <laughs> Power of comedy doesn't last long. Uh, no. Ask Louis C.K. <laughs> Ask Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Ask literally any successful comedian ever. <laughs> yeah. They're successful for about three seconds and then it's over. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they can still put butts in seats. <laughs> it's announced that Dr. Pimp is a thoroughly filthy fellow. Which I just enjoyed that phrase. And then we see Dr. Pimp lying on the floor. His phone is ringing. He's being carried into an ambulance. Liz arrives at Balmoral. So she's really the only one having a good time. Yeah. And people are going through the drawings, Mm -hmm. the drawings, (laughs) at Dr. Pimp's place, and they find his sketch of Phil. Yeah. Which, Phil, (laughs) again, adultery 101. Yes. Don't let people take your photo Mm -hmm. or sketch you. Right. And this is also, I have to say, pimping 101. Yeah. (laughs) Don't sketch your customers. And if you're going to, like, put them in a lockbox. <sighs> yeah. Look, we'd be way better pimps than Dr. Pimp. <laughs> you know, we would do some sort of, like, collective, uh, you know, employee-owned situation. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah. I've got some contacts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we live in the Bay Area. Yeah. Like, Everybody's got some contacts. <laughs> right. And Liz just lies in her bed. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, man, I want to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's my plan for after yeah. this podcast. I did yoga this morning, and it was great, but mm-hmm. now I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. learned a lot about being rooted, though. Oh, that's good. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't hate my body for about five minutes, so that was cool. Oh, nice. I yeah. Know. No, I, I went to the Women's March yesterday and then stayed up, so like now I'm really tired. Yeah. But it's you okay. should definitely rest. I will. Dr. Pimp would want it this way. <laughs> <laughs> Need to relieve some tension, if you know what I mean. I mean, take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) All of this could have been avoided had Phil just taken a nap. (laughs) Then he'd stop being so cranky. (laughs) It wouldn't help. We see Adine on the phone asking if something is confirmed and then hanging up. So he goes to Liz, who is napping on a couch. See? She gets it. Uh, I love this because he, like, kind of wakes her up and she's like... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, man, that's the best kind of wake up. (laughs) Yeah. He says that they've made it clear to everyone that Liz is resting, but the British Horse Society is having some kind of issue that they feel like she could help with. And Liz is like, a horse is in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Throw up the Liz signal! Yeah. So Liz says to just leave her... Is it the insemination? (laughs) I thought we'd settled that. (laughs) Liz says to leave her the paperwork, and he's like, yes, and there's also a couple royal warrants. Oh, and one more thing. Whenever we suddenly realize that Michael Adine and Columbo have the exact same catchphrase. <laughs> and three eyes between them. <laughs> it's true. And, and zero mustaches. Oh. I know. <laughs> I don't 
know if I would have liked Columbo with a mustache. Oh, I don't think so, yeah. no. Yeah. <sighs> R.I.P. Peter Falk. <laughs> R.I.P. Michael Dean's mustache. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he says that Dr. Pimp has killed himself, and while going through his things, the police found a portrait of Phil. They also have witnesses that saw him at Dr. Pimp's house several times, and they were both members of the... The Thursday Club. The Thursday Club, okay. <laughs> it's written in parentheses, Tuesday Club? <laughs> Question mark? I cannot remember for the life of me. Well, I guess that means you've never been in a saucy lunch club. <laughs> I really haven't. You should join one. Well, I, nobody been... invites me. Well, you're too busy having secret pizza parties with the Ch- Wachowski sisters. <laughs> That's true. They probably have a saucy lunch club also. Yeah. That's only for famous people. No, you're right. It's like them and Laverne Cox. All right. Well, we need this podcast to make it big so I can <laughs> hang out in their cool party. Yeah, you're only allowed at the children's party. <laughs> That's right. We get pizza and soda. Also the kind of party I go to now. <laughs> Yes, and there is some concern that there may be other portraits of Phil that have fallen into the wrong hands. Adine says that they will fight off the press, but he did think that she should be aware. So Liz dismisses him, and then there is a pretty long shot. It's like from sunrise to sunset. Basically. You just see the whole like lighting of the change, and I'm like, baby girl, it's gonna be okay! Yeah, and it's just Liz sitting, and you know, that's, again, Claire Foy can just sit, and you're like, I'm riveted. Thunder over the Scottish hills. Liz watches through the snow, and Adine is on the phone. A little CGI snow there. Yeah. 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 Whatever. What do we need real snow for? (laughs) We can't get it. It's global warming. No, you're right. So Adine is on the phone. He's unhappy. And then we see on a plane, Liz is reading something. Harry Mack has resigned in the mistaken belief that he was dying. But his tumor was benign. Turns out it was just his pride (laughs) that is dead. And... Apparently, this is Adine is saying all this yes, yeah. to Liz. He's had a tough time with one thing and another. And I'm like, with what? With fundamentally sucking? <laughs> we all have a hard time with that. <laughs> Adine thinks that he's lost the appetite. And Liz asks what for. And Adine says, to go on. And I'm like, do you mean in general right or as prime minister <laughs> right because it's like they're gonna make fun of the next prime minister bra like yeah well that's what he that's the whole reason he's resigning he'll feel much better after he sees beyond the fringe make fun <laughs> of a different prime minister <laughs> harry mack is wheeled into a room on a gurney what a drama queen yeah i know this is ridiculous yes i know Liz asks how he is, and he's like, I'm on a gurney. No, he says that he's all the better for not being prime minister and hopes she hasn't come to dissuade him. And Liz says, I thought the tumor was benign. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Harry says it was, but the tumor was the size of an orange and he will require convalescence and that his decision is final. Liz says that that's very disappointing, but Harry Mack cuts her off and recommends that he be succeeded by Lord Hume. Liz isn't convinced, but Harry Mack says that she should call him right away. Liz asks if that's an order, and Harry Mack says that it would be his advice. Oh, this is where she says that she's had three prime ministers in ten years. All ambitious, clever, and brilliant, and not one of them have lasted the course. They've been too old, too ill, too weak, a confederacy of elected quitters. And she walks out. Boom! Yeah. Drop the crown. Yeah. No, and she's right. Yeah. These dudes suck. Yeah. Like, you got, like, third string Churchill. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know. Yeah. A&E also sucked. Yeah. This guy is worse than both of them. Yeah. It's been all downhill. He's just like, you know, waka waka. Yeah. Maybe consider electing somebody from Labor Britain. Mm. They they will. Well, Uh, like later. Well, right. Yeah, not. Well, we're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just got so angry because I saw the longest bullet point on this page and yeah. I'm so mad. Okay, yeah. we're not there yet. No. Phil walks through a screaming crowd and Margaret stands holding a baby. Matthew Good is just lying on the floor smoking, in case you were wondering how that was going. It's hilarious. <laughs> really living my best life. <laughs> 
Phil walks in, asks what Margaret is doing there, and she asks what he was doing not there. Yes, continue. Yes. The new PM announcement did not go over well. Liz is back in Scotland, yeah. which is where she goes to avoid. She, she's like, why would I go to see Beyond the Fringe? Everything <laughs> I need is at Balmoral. Yeah. When she says something about, like, that she took the recommendation of the guy who would quit and, like... Yeah. And and he, and that the guy is also kind of friends with her, Lord Hume or whatever, so... Yeah, so basically, the crowd that's screaming outside are all protesting yeah. that Lord Hume is the new prime minister. Right. And that, you know, the crown shouldn't be, you know, allowing prime ministers who they're friends with and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, in short, what the hell is going on in this country? <laughs> right. Margaret walks out and Matthew Good asks where Phil was and says to use him, Matthew Good, next time. Yeah. You know, pimp wise. He'll always cover for him. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, honestly, like, vet your pimps, people. Yeah. Vet your pimp. (laughs) Or do do a smarter thing and go with a madam because they're very discreet. Yeah. They'll just blackmail you. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret. Kind of undercutting his point. Yes. <laughs> Margaret is like, Matthew Good, come on. <laughs> and we we see very pointedly. Yes. And not at all subtly. Yeah. The back of Phil's head. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there thinking, I'm beginning to think my actions might have consequences at some point. Hashtag me too. <laughs> so Phil arrives at Balmoral, is greeted by the dogs. Sugar? Whiskey? Brandy? We're not speaking to him. <laughs> Liz is cutting roses at like some side house. Phil greets her. Liz says that the idea was for her to be alone. Oh my God. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to be in a relationship right now, <laughs> but I'm totally using this when I am. <laughs> and like in my Liz voice, which is probably going to be really confusing for that. <laughs> well, they'll just have to live with it. The idea was to be alone. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sugar? <laughs> <laughs> Well, good luck, that future person. Yeah. Look, I don't envy him either. <laughs> <laughs> Phil says, all right, he'll go be in the main house and like walks away and then sort of like pauses waiting for her to call him back. But she is not calling him back. So he heads off. And then we get a shot of them sitting in bed with their backs to each other. But then they lie down and they're actually in different beds. So that makes more sense. Yeah, I never thought <laughs> they were in the same bed. I don't know. Uh, I don't I, think either one was the bed of marital discord. <laughs> so we still don't know where the bed of marital discord is. That's true. Phil sits on a couch. Liz looks out a window. Phil goes to the house that she's in and finds her and says this isn't like her, which she disagrees with. Yes. Phil says that he understands all of her problems, but some people are there for her no matter what. <sighs> yeah. Liz says, if only. Phil says that if she has a charge to make, then she should make it. Liz says, Stephen Ward, who, by the way, is Dr. Pym. Right. We haven't said his name. <laughs> yeah. Phil says, who? Fuck you. I just, I wanted to just leap into the screen and punch him on that Liz one. reveals the existence of the portrait and the sketches, and Phil says, I have no explanation for that. <laughs> Great. You really got your story worked out there, buddy. This seems angers me so much yeah liz says that there were more which they had to track down and acquire at great expense yeah and phil says that he only treated his neck and then he started spouting things about emotions so he went to a navy doctor instead you did not you fuckbag yeah navy doctors keep records that's provable liz asks about the mystery man in the photo Mm -hmm. and he says it's not him she says that he's a mystery man to her she never knows where he is or what he's doing. Okay. Yeah. I hate this scene, but I love Claire Foy in it. Yes. She walks over to the window and she says, I know I'm strong. Or I think she says, we both know that I'm strong. Yeah. And she says she can cope with the truth and demands to know it. Phil just doesn't say anything. Yeah. Liz doubts his reason for going to St. Moritz, which is like some dolphins charity. Right. For like the World Wildlife Fund or something. Yeah. And, you know, she's pointing out that it's not close to any dolphins. <laughs> Although, apparently, that's where they're headquartered. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Phil says all of this issue is perception versus reality. And I'm like, yeah, the perception <laughs> that you're a cunt versus the reality that you're a prick. <laughs> 
Liz says that some things only have one meaning, and Phil says, such as, and Liz pulls out the picture of the ghost ballerina. Yeah. Didn't think that one was coming back. I was very surprised by this. So Phil looks at it. Liz looks at him and is, like, tearing up. Yeah. And then he closes the door... And then he closes the drawer and starts to leave and then, like, pauses. And he says that there's two types of people, those who seem reliable but are weak, like Harry Mack, and those who appear to be difficult and complex but turn out to be dependable, like him. Did you know that those things aren't mutually exclusive? And also, when have you been dependable Right. this entire season? Yeah. At what point in this, this scene about being dependable are you planning to stop lying? And, like... Ugh. Also, arguably, you are weak. Yeah. You're a weak baby. Yeah. You're weak. You can, you know what? You can actually live a life without banging hookers. You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Just jerk off in the shower. Come on. Yeah. Be a normal person. Exactly. God. Who has that kind of time? (laughs) The idle rich. Yeah. Sex is wasted on the rich. He says he knows what his job is, her, your father made that quite clear. And I'm like, well, then why have you been doing a D minus job? Yeah. Tell that to the dolphins. (laughs) I wish I could make a dolphin noise, but I can't. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. So yeah, give it a B minus. <laughs> well, it's better than what Phil's doing. That's right. So he says, here he is in, not out. And Liz says that they're both adults. She thinks they're both realists. Aha! Here's where you're wrong, Liz. <laughs> they know that marriage is a challenge under any circumstances. So she can understand letting off steam in order to stay in. She can look the other way. Phil says she's raised it to an art form. And he doesn't want her to look the other way. And I'm like... What, are you offering what, her a threesome? What? Nothing that you're saying makes any fucking sense. Yeah. You clearly want her to look away from Dr. Pimp because there's... Well, and if you don't want her to have to look away, that's very simply... Sol- don't yeah. quit giving her a reason to look away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quit acting like a guilty person if yeah. you're not guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't like don't deny that you know who Stephen Ward is. It's been in all the papers, yeah. which you get delivered to you on a silver tray yeah. every fucking day. Mm-hmm. You fucking liar. Yeah. He kneels in front of her and says he's hers, not because they've come to an agreement, but because he wants to be, because he loves her. Then he puts his head in her lap and she puts her head on his head. And I'm like, this is not a resolution. No, it's not. To quote Patrick Bateman, Matt Smith, <laughs> this is not an exit. Yeah. Like, what do you think just happened here? Yeah. Because if anything, this is more confusing than before. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I absolutely, like, what What are we supposed to be taking away from this is a thing. Because it was like, like, I didn't dislike the scene. It's just that. It doesn't do what Peter Morgan thinks. That, and yeah, I got this yeah. from his, you know, his whole thing on fresh air is that you know he considers himself to be a painter so like he you know does these as he you know mm-hmm. he's not a, he's an impressionist uh-huh, basically uh-huh. okay and I'm yeah. like, okay fine yeah which i mean you can sort of see in but, the way that and and look and i'm not i'm not saying that these kind of arguments have a clear resolution all the time and right. i get that but i'm just like i don't understand on any level, even at this time period. I'm like, yeah. how can you go on like this? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, they have. Right. They're still married now. Yeah. You know, decades after this. <laughs> yeah. And it just is all this drama. And it's like, okay, like, I think that you, Peter Morgan, and the team behind this show think that he was a philanderer. Mm. I think that makes sense. Uh-huh. You know, I don't really have a ton of evidence to the contrary. But mm-hmm. it's just like, I... I don't know. Yeah. I think, but you know, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, if you want to go to there, 
quit playing this game of plausible deniability. Yeah, for sure. If you want to say something about Prince Philip, then fucking say it. Yeah. Quit being yeah. afraid. Or better yet, don't want to and don't say it. Because yeah. I mean, you look at this season, which we're almost wrapped up in. There's one last scene. Yes. But it was like, you know, three episodes at the beginning that were all about Phil, and then two episodes at the end that were all about Phil. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff in the middle was, you know, generally much better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stop it. No, and I mean, if you don't want to, you know, hack off the monarchy, then just don't make this show, asshole. Yeah, yeah. Have the courage of fucking beyond the fringe here. Yeah. This is absurd. Yeah. It's absurd that you would go to this expense and make this beautiful show that is being... Matt Smith acts his heart out. Yeah. He's not as good at Claire Foy. But, you know, who that's is? That's not his fault. Yeah. Paul Bettany, though. Oh, I know. Paul Bettany is Prince Phil. Yeah. With Olivia Coleman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I couldn't be more excited unless Paul Bettany's butt was also going to be in it. <laughs> Shout out, A Knight's Tale. <gasps> um, okay, anyway. Unfortunately, his butt has other commitments. But it's like, okay, you know, you look at something in America like The Wire. Mm-hmm. You know, David Simon was like, I'm going to take down... All of these institutions. It's right. not a one-to-one because those were fictional people. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, they were like semi-fictional too in some the cases. the fucking Kennedy's miniseries. Yeah. It had a point of view. Yeah. The crown has no point of view. Yeah. The crown yeah. is Liz. Yeah. Like, it's it's incurious. Yeah. And non-committal. Yeah. It just refuses to care yeah and it's like it wants to have its cake and eat it too because it's like oh this is a functional relationship when we need it to be right this is a dysfunctional relationship when we don't need it to be yeah and it's like i i like it's not that far off from working like you know because i mean that is they're stuck with each other sometimes they're making it work sometimes they're not all those episodes in the middle that's why they were better yeah i and again and paterfamilias was great yeah yeah and i thought that really worked in terms of having that same spirit though because it was like mm-hmm. okay well they're mostly making it work but they're having this huge conflict about this one thing mm-hmm. and you know it brought out really interesting shades in both of them yeah yeah but this shit is boring as fuck yeah i don't care about this yeah like if this is what you're giving me yeah if you're not giving me any kind of resolution on liz's part if you're not giving us right. any sort of suggestion that you peter morgan the writer and originator of this story have anything substantive to say about this yeah well because i mean and it's like i mean i get that it's a a storytelling challenge to be telling the story of this relationship that's probably been pretty much the same for most of its like decades long span but like you're getting you're getting the worst of all worlds with this where Mm -hmm. you're like starting to say something and then you're not and it's like yeah 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 so notes on season three you're probably drunk by now. I would be, Peter Morgan. Um, he feels like Harry back. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure he's writing something really on the nose about it then. <laughs> but uh, more Greg Wise, more Liz, mm-hmm. uh, less of this bullshit. Yeah, there yeah. we go. We can just leave all this bullshit. Yeah. Just let Paul Bettany be delightful. That's what he's good at. <laughs> he can't that, help himself. That and impregnating Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a problem, too, because you sent me that news, and I was like, man, I want to watch Master and Commander again. Like, I cannot stop with that movie. I'll watch with you if you want to watch it sometime, <laughs> honestly. Like, I like that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Paul Bettany's hot, and he's a doctor. Yeah. Like, in that time when doctors were basically witches. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> It's got Max Perkis. Yeah. Come on. It's great. It is great. We could do that sometime. Oh, yeah. On this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I would love that. uh, Amy just ran out. (laughs) (laughs) It's... All right. We're doing that beginning now. Okay. We open with a shot of the ship. It says that there's 200 souls. (laughs) I can't believe you just have that. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I don't not have that with other things. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. We just mostly talk about my things that are (laughs) like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. One last scene and then we're done. (laughs) Okay. Yes. So there's a choir boys singing Amen. Thanks for that, Peter Morgan. Liz Liz is giving birth and Phil is in the room. It's a covenant, you see. (laughs) (laughs) It's the last scene of the season. It's Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Phil's watching and the baby is born and it's crying and Liz looks at Phil and he looks back. They, I don't know what, again, I don't know what they're doing there. Then there's the christening for the baby, and then Cecil Beaton doing his thing and reciting some poem or something. And this is a family portrait, 
and I mean, it's a fun the way the shots composed. Like I like that. Yeah, if this was all we got to fill. Was <laughs> yes. just him being cranky and yeah. saying. For Christ's sake! <laughs> yeah. Like, if he was just a crank yeah. who wasn't making Liz cry all the time. Yeah. I mean, because that's how he comes across in The Queen. That's how he comes across in life! <laughs> right. That's why he's barely in The Queen. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... Again, he's just this random dick that Liz keeps <laughs> around for some reason. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the extent of what Prince Philip is. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's it's fun just seeing Liz sitting there motionless and composed and like... Everybody around her yeah, is just... just talking and like arguing and blah, blah, blah. And so Phil shuts them up and tells Beaton to take the photo. So he resumes his monologue and then takes the picture. And uh, just like last season, that's that's where we end. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I think I'm a couple years early on that. Uh, possibly, yeah. yeah. I don't know what years this is. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I liked this season. Yeah, I did too, I overall. Think, did I like this season or the previous season more? I feel, honestly, like I liked them equally. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me to say. Like, if I had to pick, maybe I'd go with season one, but I'm not sure. Like, I mean, Giant Winston Churchill is a huge ding. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. King Lane Price, huge bonus. Right. But, you know, I liked a lot of what they dug into this season. Yeah. I yeah. liked the, the episode with Altyham, mm-hmm. I thought was one of the best <sighs> yeah. episodes that they've ever done. Yeah, that definitely, that was really good. And Gemma Whalen, who plays Yara Greyjoy. I think we yeah. talked about that already. Yeah, I think so. I've but gotten yeah. several emails and I can't remember when I've said what to whom. <laughs> yeah. So just covering all yeah. of our bases here. No, that was good. I liked Vergonkenheit fine. Vergonkenheit was good. I enjoy, see, okay, look. Look at the way he treats the Duke of Windsor mm. versus the way he treats the Duke of Edinburgh. Mm. And just think about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, I mean, and look, on the grand scheme of things, cheating on Liz, less than sign by a huge degree, being a Nazi sympathizer. Right. Slash collaborator. Yeah. Telling the Nazis to keep bombing Britain. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, you've got an opinion, you've got a point of view. Yeah. It informs every scene that person's in. Yeah. Even in the scenes where you have empathy for that person, you know, there's yeah. there's a particular portrait of him. Portrait? And, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. What am I, an osteopath? <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Um, anyway, look, we yeah. can talk about this forever. Sure. I think we've made ourselves clear. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. we'll be back for season three. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Even with all of my, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. irritations. I'm just like, when is more? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. Me too. (laughs) So until next time, up Up yours yours downstairs. downstairs. Sugar?